on this episode of Breast Cancer is Boring. Did you just call it Tic Tac? What? No. <laughs> like you're really. I know what it is. Tic Tac. I know what it is. When I had the most beautiful, gorgeous boobs mm. I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I miss those pregnancy boobs. Oh my God, they were gorgeous. Uh. <laughs> Lauren is just like clutching her face in like <laughs> shock and despair. Yeah. You ever smelled a dead foot, you guys? Yeah. No. No, I have it, not. It's it 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 is to this day that is the worst smell I've ever smelled. Really, uh, it all comes back to minimizing women's pain. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yes. I was like, "This sucks. I hate it. You should have to lay here and let me do this to you." Yes, I did. Get on I the table. S- I'm gonna shove a needle in your yeah. nipple. I said it like sharp beaked Satan things that we ate, and they were delicious. So now we're going to start the show. Okay. I kind of want some fried chicken. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer or you're just a weirdo who's super (laughs) cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy because breast cancer is boring, but we and you Mm -hmm. are interesting. I love it. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring. We join our program already in progress, I feel like saying. Right? Anyway, we have announcements. Countdown to chemical freedom. I have 383 days until my estrogen runs free, and I cannot wait because a dry eye old vagina is an unhappy vagina. And I feel very unhappy. This is true. In it. Um, Countdown to Paris. When this episode airs, my trip to Paris... Ten days. Oh, my god. Ten days. Ten this many days. And I'm still struggling to nail down my outfits. But we can talk about that later because I need some help. <laughs> I need help, you guys. I'm freaking out. I'm Just freaking w- out. I I have an unhealthy obsession with this trip now. It is like, it's as if it's the only thing in my life. And it will happen. And then the universe, as we know, it will cease to exist because I can't. I cannot think beyond the trip. I like time itself ends when I arrive in Paris. I love that uh, for you. Don't think beyond I love that for me. Yeah, too, I do, but like don't think beyond the trip. Just enjoy the I still moment. need to plan other things in my life. Like I have to put in my work schedule after my trip and I'm like what is this? There's what? no work schedule I'm, after wait the a trip. Minute. I'm still working after this? <laughs> no. It's like it doesn't exist. Um, okay. We've been nominated for a Sonic Bloom Award. Like, I know. Hello. Huge yeah. award. Such a such a surprise. It's such a pleasure to be nominated. Also, I nominated us. Um, we've been nominating for a helping hand because <laughs> we're so healthy around here. Uh, dynamic duo because obviously... Obviously. Obviously. And best intro because it's our original music yeah. uh, that was composed on an iPad Mini 3 that I got for Christmas uh-huh. from my sister's boyfriend who was trying to ingratiate himself to me. And that man is no longer dating my sister. Ah. And yet I continue to use that iPad. Thank you so much. You know who you are. Emails. You can email us. Yeah, we have an email. Emails are still a thing. I'm not on TikTok. I have emails. Did you just call it TikTok? 
what? No. <laughs> like you're really. I know what it is. TikTok. I know what it is. It's TikTok. TikTok. Okay. TikTok. On the clock. And the party don't stop. Okay. No. Uh, Breastcancersmorning at gmail.com. Apple reviews. Leave us one. We'll, we'll, we'll read it on air. It'll also like fill my heart with joy even though does this podcast exist after paris i don't think so Uh oh nothing exists after paris it goes it just into the ether guys so it's been a real pleasure uh <laughs> let's welcome our final guest of the podcast Aww. because apparently the world will end when i arrive <laughs> no one to paris which i think will be a day later for you all because of the time warp situation so um Anyway, we have an amazing guest here today. <laughs> she is uh she's a champion TikToker. She's a uh veteran Instagram sensation, viral sensation. Um she's a dancing queen and also just a cool ass person. It's Jenny. Welcome. Oh, thank you for that wonderful intro. Oh, you deserve nothing but Hello, the best. Ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. So happy to be here and talk about how boring breast cancer yes. is. Yes. So boring. It's so boring. Max, tired yes. of talking about it. <laughs> yes. So let's make a whole let's podcast. Do it. Let's just do four seasons of a podcast about it. Do you know how sometimes... I'm like, why did you do this to yourself? You could have just like done, done breast cancer and then completely pivoted away from it and pretended like it, it, it never happened to you. It, but the, the daily pill and the monthly shots and the constant nagging reminder, if I move wrong, like it's very hard to escape. So I guess we'll just lean in right. and make it a thing, even though sometimes I do legit hate it. Same. I do legit yeah. hate that I've done yeah. this to myself and others. I have now done this. I would definitely did this to Lauren. My apologies, Lauren, because I love you and I, I don't want this for you. I don't I don't want you to be stuck in this. Uh, but here we are. And then Jenny, I've now like roped you in. I've uh, She I, did. She stalked me did. on the mm, internet. Did. It's true. Yeah, these weird packages kept showing, showing up, up with these cryptic notes. Yep. I mean, it was, yeah. Made out of old paper clippings. Her face was mm -hmm. there, you know. Yep, all of that happened. She's persistent. Yeah. Actually, how I found y'all, Yeah. Um. well, I started following y'all because I was following all these breast cancer accounts, mm -hmm. but I really got a kick out of Jocelyn's um, The Monthly Car Confessions. Oh, oh you like yes. that? <laughs> I love those. <laughs> Carfessionals after the cancer center. Yes. I love Can those. I tell you, the first time I did one of those and I like uploaded them and then I was in my car and driving home and I was like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, why? And then I got home and I was like, can you take them down? Like, can you undo it? And then I was watching them and I'm like hitting the dot, dot, dots. And I'm like, I can take this down. It can be like, no one ever saw it. It felt so exposing. I felt... And then since then, it's been so freeing because when I go to get yeah. my shot, I'm like, I can do a carfessional today yeah, and I can share this and it, I feel so much less alone. And I, that, that I think is what social media is. That I think is what mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad That's you, the good, the good yes, side, the good the side. Good side, the social media 
is not, it's kind of like how I explain the phone to my son is that this phone is for your convenience, not for other people's right. convenience. Yes. You don't want to answer the phone or answer text unless it's from me. Well, obviously. obviously, it's from his mother. Um, then you don't have to answer it. It's the same thing with social media. Like it's easy to get overwhelmed and feel this obligation. Yes. But remember that it, it's what you want to make of it and try not to feel that pressure, which is easier said than done. It's I very know, difficult. But... It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know a lot about that because you definitely have like a legit social media fall following your, not only do you post for yourself, but you post on behalf of for the rest of us, right? Yeah, so um, I collaborate with them a lot. I'm an ambassador mm-hmm. with them. I'm uh, with the first class of ambassadors with oh, uh, for the breast. Nice. Oh, first class. Yeah. Is that like the first class. the people who get the free drinks? Ambassadors and the rest. Of, like you have extra no, leg room. No, it just means we came first. Oh. So the organization was actually founded um, 2019. I was diagnosed in 2019 okay. as well. Okay. 2018, 2019, it was founded. I don't remember exactly. Um, by two uh, black women, Jasmine Sowers and Marissa Thomas. Jasmine Sowers, I love Jasmine Sowers. Um, so they met at um, Young Survivor Coalition nice. Summit. Okay. And they really bonded over the fact that there weren't resources for women of color. It was hard mm. to find resources mm-hmm. for women of color. Mm. Um, it was hard to find photos specifically. Like everybody, when you first get a breast cancer diagnosis, what's one of the first things you do? You went, go and Google mastectomy photos. pictures, right? You want to yes. see, if you know you're going to have a mastectomy, you want to know what it looks 100%. like, right? That's just a natural mm-hmm. thing. And it's not as bad now as it used to be. I say that, but you go to Google and seriously, go type it in mastectomy photos and just start scrolling on your phone. And it's like, white, 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 yes. white, 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 white. Oh, oh my goodness. All the way down here at the bottom, I see someone with sort of melanated yeah. skin, that kind of thing. And um, so one of the, the issues that Jasmine and Marissa seek to solve, one of the problems they seek to solve is there's this care gap uh, for black women, but for women in color in general, it's very difficult because the breast cancer space feels like a very white, cis, hetero women's space. Yes. That's where the visibility is. Yes. Even though uh, breast cancer rates in other populations are on par. And for black women in particular, they're even higher than they are for white yes. women, you know? Four times. Uh, yeah, it's in crazy. And the, and the death rate is yep. so much higher, yes. too. Um, so they founded this organization for the breast of us. Uh, and it was really important to make sure that it wasn't just for black women too, which is, again, I'm not black, I am Asian. So I really appreciated having that space and being welcomed. Mm-hmm. And there's Latino women and there's Asian mm-hmm. women and there's black women, there's Afro-Caribbean women and native women, like all kinds of women in this space. And that is not to be exclusionary and pissy at white women, right? It's just that everybody needs their safe right. space. Yes. Like race and culture go so much together in this country and to be able to have conversations and it's easier to be vulnerable and get support from somebody that looks like you that has a similar life Mm -hmm. experience that you do. Yes. Um, I was so excited when I found them online. Just like I was like, 
breast cancer support white, not white people. Right. <laughs> I didn't know what to Google, you know? No. It's like... <laughs> but, I mean, true, though. Yeah, you're not true. wrong. You're uh-huh. not wrong. Yeah. I found a lot of pictures that looked like me. A lot. Yeah. I wasn't hurting for that. And I don't always expect there to be someone that looks like me everywhere I go. Like, of course, that's not going to happen. And you just make the mm-hmm. best of it. But it really bothered me knowing what I knew about health inequities. But really, I mean, the mission comes down to um, education, community, and visibility. Mm-hmm. And the visibility piece, like, it's one of those things that feels superficial, mm. but it's not. Some of the feedback that we get is people angry because we don't have white people at our events. Like a lot of our events are open to anybody who wants to, right? But we're not soliciting white people to write blogs for us because that's not the purpose. There you know? are plenty we of do... white people blogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is just like clutching her face in like <laughs> shock and despair. <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, and it's not so bad on Instagram. Facebook is the Facebook worst. Facebook has to be the uh, worst. But we do have a private Facebook group um, that women of color can join. And, you know, as much as I shit on Facebook, this group is really good for a lot of women. And there's no age limits. Like, there's women of all ages that are going through there. And what I like about it is people will find each other and then they go have their own separate, like, chat. Mm -hmm, You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, I did something similar where I joined this group called Cancerinos. On Facebook, yeah. way back in the day, I like that because name. I was a big fan like of that, that podcast. Um, My favorite murder. You've heard of that podcast? Yes, I have. Everybody's heard of that podcast. Murderinos. <gasps> so we're cancer. Okay, I love it. I love yes. it. Um, it exists on Facebook. I invite anyone to join who wants to. You have to answer some questions though, oh. and and we say fuck cancer a lot, so it's cool. Yes, and that yes. that is the struggle in the cancer space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my struggle as a white lady in the cancer space is mostly, um, everything is religion based, Mm -hmm. God based, uh, prayer and angels and stuff. Mm -hmm. Especially online support groups. Like there are several that I joined on Facebook that I immediately quit. Mm -hmm. Again, because I nice. I personally am agnostic and I don't need all of the God talk. Like some of it's okay. You do you, but I don't need it on in nauseum ad nauseum that's what i was looking for you know Mm -hmm. i was homeschooled until sophomore year of high school and this is not the same thing i can tell can't you can't you tell yeah (laughs) it's like it's right there uh but when i meet another kid another and i refer to us as you know kids because homeschool kids you can take the kid out of homeschool but you can't take homeschool out of the kid and when i meet someone as an adult who was homeschooled for the majority of their education, there is a shared language. There's a shared understanding. Mm -hmm. There's like just culturally, Mm -hmm. there are things you experience and know as a homeschool kid that you don't know if you grew up in the public school system or just in any other system, basically. Right. And you just get, you, you get to skip so many steps in your conversations and in that shared experience. And the 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 main difference is for for non-white people in this country the experience is often more violent and more deadly and 
that's not the same for right <laughs> other like shared experiences and to not recognize that or to say like it's exclusionary because you don't include white people in your group or something like that i think is very short-sighted and kind of ignorant mm-hmm. um i want to make sure we talk about oh god we because before jenny you and i were talking about boobs and not boobs and estrogen and not estrogen mm. and what is a woman anyway and why does it all matter? But you, you went, you had a mastectomy and then you went, you had an aesthetic flat closure, right? Sort of. Sort of. Talk about, talk about I had, your experience So I had a mastectomy before I started chemo and radiation. Mm-hmm. So I was stage one, but where my tumor was, was like right under the nipple. Mm. So they couldn't do a lumpectomy. Okay. Um, I had small boobs to begin with. Um, and I did, I was like thinking of the idea of just doing one, doing a unilateral mastectomy. Okay. Um, and then doing doing an implant there and then actually getting the other boob bigger. Because growing up, I'd always wanted bigger boobs. I was an athlete Same. and I was always a really skinny kid. Yeah. I had A cup boobs my whole life, mm-hmm. except when I was pregnant, when I had the most beautiful, gorgeous boobs mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life. <laughs> those pregnancy boobs. Oh my God, they were gorgeous. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have took more pictures. Damn it. So when I was told I had to have this mastectomy, like that was my first thought. I had the mastectomy. I was supposed to go direct to implant, but they um, found cancer in my lymph nodes. So I was going to have to have radiation. And so I was going to have to wait, Um, which sucks. But in the end, I'm really glad um, because I had to live as a flat person through chemo, through radiation. It was almost a year later when my body was ready to have that conversation and to think about reconstruction. Mm -hmm, And by that point in time, I had knowledge. I had talked to other women. I had time to really think about my decision versus other women. Like when you get that diagnosis of cancer and they're like, it's immediately like, I want it cut out and you're making decisions so quickly one after another really major decisions and by doing delayed reconstruction or non-reconstruction in my case I gave myself a lot of time to understand what's important to me and what is going to work for me Um, had I been completely miserable without boobs had it been awful then I would have opted to have um, implants I didn't qualify for flap surgery Um, I didn't have enough body fat for both I think they could do maybe one but they couldn't do both yeah um I went through my closet and tried on all of the clothes and there was very little that didn't work. Anything with darts was given away, but almost everything else I could alter or make it fit somehow. And it was fine. And it was like, you know what? I'm perfectly happy the way that I am. Unfortunately, I was presented with that choice when I had my very first consultation with my plastic surgeon. Mm. He did talk about flat closure. This was 2019, though, and the term aesthetic flat closure didn't exist yet. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Wow. It's, mm-hmm. And honestly, so I didn't not, know. Technically, that's not what I had. Yeah. <laughs> I was diagnosed in 2018. I had a visit with a plastic surgeon in 2018. Aesthetic flat closure was something I became familiar with 
later Mm -hmm. after I had made decisions. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, like you started saying, Ginny is like, I always wanted like little, like slightly bigger boobs, but I was always taught growing up that like breast implants were a product of, um, like a sinful nature. And so you shouldn't have like, (sighs) dude, it was all messed up. Uh, and so of course not having breasts was probably somehow in my brain connected to, uh, something that was wrong, you Mm -hmm. know, like I'm a woman, of course I want breasts. What are you talking about? But I'm so glad that now at least it's a term, Mm -hmm. even though it can be very difficult to get and convince, especially a cis male surgeon that you want. And we've talked about that on the show before that women who express that this is what they want and are very clear about it are still coming out of surgery with skin flaps in case they change their mind. Right. Which is what's yeah. The paternalistic attitude mm. that I've heard about where some mm. surgeons are like, they assume you don't know your mind. Oh honey. Oh honey. You'll never feel like a woman if you mm. don't have breasts. It's going to mentally What about your future damage partner? you? And oh my god, the future oh, partnership. <laughs> it's so infantilizing. Mm. And yes. you know that this shit wouldn't happen if it affected more men, you know? Yes. Like it's just because it's it's breasts which are so associated with femininity. I think yeah. that also um from that perspective and having a mastectomy and also I did end up doing um implants. There's no feeling in them. Like they're not real breasts like right there's mm-hmm. I can't even feel if somebody accidentally brushes up against my boob <laughs> like I <laughs> I don't think that I was not told <laughs> if it happens I go oh I'm sorry did I <laughs> I don't know if I did or <laughs> did, did I poke you with my boob? Did, or did you touch I don't I can't feel this <laughs> yeah but I think nothing no, but I I don't know if, like what you guys are saying, especially from a male perspective, mm-hmm. I don't think they would even consider that part or, or, you know, it's just aesthetically they look a certain way. Why do you way. need to feel it? Right. It's not for you. Right. Mm-hmm. It's for them. Yeah. They can still feel your boob. Sure. Whatever. Let's see what you're doing, Lauren, is you're thinking about yourself when really... You should be thinking about uh, some hypothetical future partner who needs your boobs to be sexually gratified. (laughs) Aren't they more important than how you feel about your own goddamn body? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. There's. I still don't feel anything on my scars, which is like. Your scars, you don't feel anything? No, but I have feeling kind of around them now more so than I used to. Yeah. But I do want to get a mastectomy, like a tattoo. And I'm like, well, it, that's one plus of not having a lot of feeling is the tattoo won't hurt it won't as hurt bad, as right? What tattoo are yeah. you going to get? I want to hear about this. Well, I haven't decided exactly yet. Okay. I like, okay, I'm not anti-flowers. I love flowers. Sure. But I don't want fucking flowers Good on my you. chest. I, like that's yeah, not how I what I associate you. with breast cancer. I, I get you there. Um, yeah, yeah. And I really like more of a watercolor style. Mm-hmm. 
instead of like line drawing. And I really like the concept of stardust oh, and space cool. and just, you know, we all come from, from, from dust. We all go to dust yes. and I've lost a lot of people. And so mm. I've always really found a lot of comfort in that. So I don't know. I want to do something that I got to find the mm. artist mm-hmm. first right. that I like, and then, you know, work together to design something. And that's definitely yeah. the right way to go. Find the right person first and then, you mm-hmm. know, design something for your body specifically with that mm. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it feels more like mm-hmm. symbiotic working with the artist versus picking something like, I want it to look just like this right. picture kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always wondered too, Lauren, about those women that had the lower, like the abdomen tattoos. What did that look like after mm-hmm. being pregnant? Yeah. And going like, back down. It just seemed like a bad place right? to have a tattoo. Like to around yeah. the belly button too for mm-hmm. like for a while in the 90s Oof. was like a really. Oh, yeah. People were doing those. Yeah. Those. Or dolphins. Ring yes. Things, you, yeah. you better be very sure of your future commitment to physical fitness if you're going to put it there. And I'm not. Yeah. Although, Lauren, no. you'll be so proud of me because yesterday, was it yesterday? God, yesterday, I think it was. I joined a gym. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm going to get swole. Yeah. But you have to actually go. You know that, right? Like, I do. <laughs> Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't just, that you know, you have to go. Not, hold on a second. Lauren, you told me to join a gym. You didn't say go. Yeah, it's part of it. Gym. Okay. It's funny, well. I was just talking to my oldest son. I'm like, hey, you want to go to the gym tonight? He's like, no, but I don't want to be this skinny, so yes. <laughs> He was like, going to the gym is boring, but I kind of need to build like some more muscle. Oh, he's about to be 14. He can be as skinny as he wants to. So my husband and I are both very, very thin as um, children slash young adults. Like we Mm. just both it's genetics. You know, we were both very, very thin. So we knew that both of our kids were going to be like little string beans. <laughs> we weren't wrong. Both of our they're little. Yeah. I mean, they're small. They're small. I remember my friend asking me, this was like only a number of years ago. She asked me like, I'm trying to gain weight. Like, how do I gain some, some weight? And I remember thinking, why is she asking me? <laughs> Jocelyn, can you tell me how you do it? Yeah, she was like, I know you were really, really skinny as a kid, and like your metabolism is very high. Like, how do I gain weight? And I had tips for her, and they did work. So, follow me for more weight gaining tips. Okay, I can tell you it has a lot to do with peanut butter. I can tell you that right Mm. now. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm super intimidated. I joined a gym. I have to go to it because my oncologist told me your bones are thin as shit and also very brittle. And I think Same. I think someone hugged me too hard the other day. And uh, like I think a couple of my ribs have fractures now because they hurt. Like if you can break my bones by giving me a good uh, solid hug, that's a problem. So 
I joined this gym. Did you get um, diagnosed with osteoporosis? Osteopenia, actually. See, I have more fragile bones than you do. (gasps) I have osteoporosis. You have osteoporosis. You're like full bird bones. So, yeah, I should should join a gym too, but I mean, I walk. It's the weight-bearing yeah, exercise. The weight bearing I, fucking, exercise. I fucking hate exercise. Oh, I fucking hate, I hate exercise. It. And I hate being told to exercise. I, yes. I hate I love someone telling exercise. me you need to do this. I know you do, Lauren. No. I do. The only thing I don't like about you. You know, I was I was an I athlete as, as as a child and all the way through high school. Yeah. Like, I was a swimmer. I was wow. you know, dedicated. I was lost day. I was good. That's some physical fitness. But then I totally went against that after I went to college because so much of my childhood yeah. was taken up with this discipline yeah. and this, like, like, sports shit that I don't want to go back. It's like, I'm like, it shouldn't be that hard to get back into a routine because I used to do it so much when I was young. Right, but then but now there's it's this just part triggering. of me that really rebels against yes. that as well. Yes. Um, but, you know, we're all fucked up in the head. We're all I just need to go do it. I need to, I have some little weights and I will like put on my ankle weights when I walk around yeah. the house sometimes. Yeah. And I've got like these little five pound weights and I'm like, Conference call. Okay. Hey, okay, good for you. Conference call. <laughs> no, Jimmy, <laughs> that's good. I mean, you have to find the motivating factor. Yeah. For me, I have found mm-hmm. there are two motivating factors for me. And number one is the outfits. It'll always be the outfits. And number two is uh, the social aspect. So the pandemic hit me hard mm. because I couldn't work out with people because I was, you know, my, my immune system was still pretty shitty. Yeah. It's a little bit better now. But... I am not strong. I am soft, girl. I am very soft. Uh, my entire body is just soft, you guys. It's very soft. And uh, I'm not looking to get hard, but I, I can't break a bone from a hug mm. either. And uh, the reason I went yesterday is because the day before yesterday, I did compressions, like chest compressions, on this patient that, like, died right in front of us so I jumped right on and because we have a a device that does compressions for us Mm -hmm. it's it's not that common that you have to physically do compressions but I was stuck doing compressions for a good four minutes Mm -hmm. oh that's tiring and that night oh oh my god you guys I woke up the next day and I was like oh why my traps are killing me and it was because of doing compression. Yeah. And like you gotta go hard. Yeah, yeah. You I could feel this woman's sternum and ribs cracking under me. And that's when you know you're doing it right yep. because you gotta get that heart going. And I was like, I cannot be this weak. If this is my job, mm-hmm. if I'm expected to like keep someone's heart going for them, Aww. like I have to have muscle on me. Yeah. So to the gym we go. I feel like I'm going to get embarrassed. No. I feel like no, I'm going to be the weakest one there. And I'm, I just have to accept that. You know, I, I have done karate for a long time and I'm wanting to mm-hmm. train for my second degree black belt. And I still feel like when I joined the gym recently, as far as like weightlifting, I'm not super strong, but that is something my motivation for, you know, wanting to lift weights and work out one, of course, I've got to get my bones stronger. Um, cause I can't break boards with my hands or my feet. If I'm going to afraid I'm going to break an arm or a hand doing right. it. So, right. Um, right. I definitely, you know, want to get my bones stronger and, um, my mom already has osteoporosis, so mm. I feel like I am probably genetically 
more apt to, yeah. And, and then I also have osteopenia as well. Just, I know. So, bird bones. But I do, avian bone syndrome. (laughs) But I feel like, I do feel like, oh my God. Um, Working out, just lifting weights is, it can be really boring. It can be. Yes. It, and you really, you're right, um, Jocelyn. I you need have other to have, people. Mm-hmm. I need stimulation. Yeah. I need goals. Yeah. So when I. You know, accountability. Yeah. Accountability is also. Having yes. an accountability partner, yeah. Yeah. I think, helps as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I've done that short term. I need to find something. I actually have a membership to not like a specific gym, but like our city. Oh, good. Uh, facility mm-hmm. rec center facilities yeah. and stuff we have annual passes that we get mostly for the pool nice. The summertime. nice but it includes all the the gyms too in the little burb that i live in so i really don't have an excuse except i don't necessarily want to work out with mm-hmm. somebody but i need somebody to like yell at me like i need someone to yell need, at me i need a friend to be mean to yes. me and be like go work out like lauren, did you go work out today maybe lauren will yell lauren, at us lauren will oh, you will you be our absolutely. mean friend <laughs> and I want to work out, but avoid that, like, it gets so toxic so quick. Mm. And there's so much, like, there's so much rolled into working out. There's so much rolled into this idea that we have to look a certain mm. way or be able to perform mm-hmm. in a certain way. Like, and it just speaks to the pervasiveness of having a breast cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. because I know at some point I'm going to have to divulge to this person that I've had these surgeries mm-hmm. because there are going to be certain things I can't do. Mm-hmm. And I can't be pushed to do. Yeah. And then I have to kind of trust that this person won't divulge it to the other people I work with who also work out at this gym. Mm -hmm. And it's like every fucking thing you do, it affects it. Like the Mm -hmm. reason I have to work out is because Mm -hmm. I'm happy being a soft lady the rest of my life with hardly any muscle tone. But like I'm being told by a physician, Mm -hmm. you have to lift weights, girl, or your bones are going to dissolve into nothing. And I, I mean, that's not a direct quote, but he also, that's what you took, that's what I took away from the conversation. He also offered for me to get an infusion of a medication, uh, every six months. And I walked out of there and I cried and I was like, I will fucking not get an infusion for the, I know the answer is no, I don't want that. I did an infusion. You did? You did. Yeah. So... And I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but it's yeah. you do it once a year for two years, right? Okay. And I'm like, it's an infusion. It's not a big deal. And they're it's- like, oh, you may have some discomfort afterwards. The bone pain that I had after this infusion, I was knocked out for like two days, like yeah. crying Aww. pain because of it. And... It's just another thing on top of everything else where they're like, it's just a little pinch. No, it fucking no, it's hurts. Not. Why yeah. aren't they honest with us about the pain? And yeah. I know I'm not the only person that experienced I this. Don't and know. I was I was the most pissed because I didn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't told that you could have this extreme of a reaction. Right. You know, and I took the goddamn Claritin, you know, yeah. and it still <laughs> like didn't do anything, right? Yeah. And it's so now I'm it's dreading doing it next. Although they say the second dose is not as intense when you do it the second year, but I'm like, but you're all a bunch of fucking liars. You're all a bunch of fucking <laughs> liars who haven't had this happen to them. Yes. So I've been so bold. Like when I, I remember when I had expanders in and my doctor 
like, you know, put that hollow needle in and to fill the expander. And I was pissed and I laid there and I was like, I was like, I, I hate this. I said it like, I hate this. This is terrible. And I remember Mm. the doctor was like, you know, um, does it hurt? And I go, you've never felt this before, have you? And of course it was a guy and he clearly was like, of course not. So I was, I was telling him, I was like, well, then how can you know how I feel? Oh, like, Oh, how can you know that this, this is not incredibly uncomfortable? Like I absolutely hated laying there and I got really high anxiety right before I would have to have that. And it, didn't take very long, but I knew that the discomfort was going to be extreme. I was like, this sucks. I hate it. You should have to lay here and let me do this to you. Yes. I did. Get on the table. I'm going to shove a needle in your nipple. I said it because, you know, I was not going to be quiet. Your turn's next. And you tell me how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) I did. That is awesome i i yeah i mean of course that didn't happen but Mm -hmm. it all comes back to minimizing women's pain Mm -hmm. unfortunately i did i did say to my um doctor after the infusion that it was more painful than i expected but i i probably didn't express it as much as i should have Mm -hmm. that frustration like most of it went to the group chat like oh my god never get this infusion Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um but i just and not necessarily not just with breast cancer related like gynecological stuff like people i know that have had to have you know different procedures Mm -hmm. and or even when I got my port out, it was one of the most painful things I had ever experienced in my life. Mm. And I wasn't offered anything. Or, pe- you know, people with endometriosis. Yes. They're not offered anything. Yeah. People that have to have these different cervical gynecological procedures, they're not offered anything. And they're just, told, How can oh, that it's, hurt? Just, it's just a little pinch. It'll yeah, be just fine. a little bit. It's like you obviously have never experienced this. You've never had an IUD inserted or removed. You have no idea. And then they, people, they get pushback. I have friends that get pushback when they ask for some anti-anxiety meds, mm-hmm. when they ask for additional painkillers. Like you're a woman. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to take it. You're supposed to swallow it comes all with the territory. of this pain, this physical pain. Yeah, period, especially in that area. Menopause. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're not going to give you anything. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why do we put up with this? This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If somebody was going to put a needle anywhere near a man's balls, you know that they're going to want, like, oh I need God. an epidural. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Big, you know? And as oh. a woman, you're supposed to swallow that pain because it's part of being a woman and it's part of the joy of being a woman i don't know it's stupid it's this thing that is stupid that people internalize and 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 as a result people don't believe women when that they say that they're in pain you know that's true yeah that's like proven Mm -hmm. that is like have you all seen the wanda sykes stand up when she talks about her mastectomy and how they sent her home with advil it's Uh even worse for women of color, yeah. you know, black yes, women in particular than it black is. Black women in particular. You know, for the rest of us, yeah. Yep. 
There's I can't imagine just being sent home after the mastectomy with ibuprofen. Like, I cannot no. imagine. I got fucking tramadol, oxys. I got Xanax before the procedure because I called saying I couldn't sleep. I got, I mean, whatever I wanted. Whatever I wanted. I don't even remember. (laughs) 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 That's how much she got. No idea. That's the Mm. way it should be. (laughs) That whole month was a blur. Nice. <laughs> nice. And that's trauma. Ugh. Um, we've hit on a lot of topics, yeah. but is there anything, Jenny, that I haven't talked about that you want to make sure to talk about or to tell people about or things you want people to know about you or any of the work that you do? And we talked about flatties, talked about yeah. for the rest of us. Yes. These are these are the things. I want to make sure people know to follow you on socials if they're on socials mm-hmm. at Shud Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing that you do is you are able to educate people while also you have fun. You don't take yourself too seriously. That's very evident. But you also have such style about you. Oh, and I you. love, I mean, come on. Like, we can be so many different things and we don't have to look the way that like the Susan G like poster woman of, you know, of, of breast cancer looks. You don't have to have a bold lip and double D's. You can, you can hey, do Hey, don't knock thing. a bold lip. Girl, I love Right. Okay. Lip. Cause I mean, I didn't bring <laughs> mine today. I, I don't mean, get to bring mine nearly often enough with the masks, mm-hmm. but I do love a bold lip. Yeah. There's one thing I will say about the mask. Mm. I think that masks should be like permanent in healthcare settings, honestly. Absolutely. And I will always wear a yeah. mask. But a hundred percent. Talking, t- I I heard an interesting perspective that I've been thinking about. Mm. Um, someone that was diagnosed during the pandemic was talking yeah. about how it wasn't until just recently, when the mask mandates went down at the healthcare facility, that they saw the faces. Mm. Yes. Of their caregiving yep. team. They never yeah. saw the faces. Yeah. They don't really think about that and how much of a difference yeah. that can make, too. So yeah. there is that aspect. Yeah, but. that is true. It's not just one thing. Like, so many yeah. things, it's not just one thing, you know? And so you have to engage in, like, that nuance. And I think we're entering into that phase of this pandemic as we go from pandemic to endemic. Mm-hmm. And we have to live with this virus as we've learned to live with so many other viruses and there's nuance to it, yeah. you know, and we're yeah. all going to figure that out. We're going to figure out the spaces where we're conscious of other people. And so we're masking ourselves. We're going to figure out. I mean, I hope that businesses figure out that it's to their benefit to offer N95s at the door, mm-hmm. you know, and like offer hand sanitizer. You never had just hand sanitizer. Yeah. At the Target when you walked in. You never had just masks, Mm -hmm. you know, at your local boutique when you walked in. And now you do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're more aware of, like, immunocompromised populations Mm -hmm. in a way that people in the non-healthcare space, you know, weren't before. I don't know. I think it can. there's something very great going on and then also something very ugly and terrible. But Mm. don't forget about the great things that have been going on as we all decide 
masks are terrible and we hate them and they're making us break out. Like, yes, all of that is true. I do not enjoy when I'm doing chest compressions in an N95 and I'm sweating mm-hmm. like from my eyeballs down to my chin and it's collecting and I feel like, am I going to drown in my in a pool of my own sweat as I'm trying to save someone's life? <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. It's inconvenient. <laughs> but it's protective and I, it's all these other things. I still wear a mask when I walk through our emergency department where at my work. I Yeah. I'm... Especially that waiting room. Emergency department? You don't know what fucking diseases are around there? You guys. It's gross. It's not, just, you. it's not just the diseases. It's some of these nurses who have not been working in the ED since pre-pandemic times. Some of them don't understand the experience of having a patient's hot breath on your face. Ugh. Some of them do not understand talking to a patient and watching a piece of spittle exit their mouth, fly slow motion through the air, and land like right here and like a centimeter away from your open mouth. <laughs> Plus all the smells. Oh, the smells. Yes. Yeah. You ever smelled a dead foot, you guys? Yeah. No. No, I have it, not. It's it 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 is to this day that is the worst smell I've ever smelled. Really? Yes. Because the way that that smell smells mm. And I know that you want these details, so I will give them to you. Yes. The way that that smell smells is you're sitting there charting and you think, one of my patients just shit themselves. Mm. And you think, oh, God, one of my patients just ate a dead animal, has processed it through their own bowel, and now has shit themselves. Mm. And then you think, oh, my God, one of my patients ate a sun-dried dead animal, processed it through their own dead bowel, has excreted it (laughs) onto the stretcher, and somehow the sun has come through (laughs) and is Is cooking it it. as that is what a dead foot smells like. I feel like I can taste the dead foot with that description. Mm. That was very, very colorful. Mm -hmm. It is like nothing I've ever smelled (laughs) before in conclusion (laughs) jenny thank you so 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 much for being on the show follow where where can they find you on instagram at shud lucky so s-h-u-d-l-u-c-k-y i also have a secondary account it's called the crafty cancerino and it's more of a business account work in progress type thing oh my god how did i know know this send jenny your money people (laughs) send her your money so she can quit her job and be our art therapist. Yes. Do all of the art things. All of the, the art craft, things. Why is cra- this happening? crafty things. We want to be crafty. crafty. It's, it's Thank awesome. you so much Amazing. for having me. Absolutely. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Hashtag Findom. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>